Listeners, also, um, I'm happy to share my experiences. Um, I feel that you know, sharing your stories and being able to relate to other people is a great uh, mechanism for people who are, you know, dealing with homesickness, or in this case, you know, trying to um, um, figure out their identities as Filipino Americans. Hi, guys, and welcome to Reclaiming Filipino Identity. Today we have episode. 14 with our guest all the way from Davis, California, Miguel Flores. Miguel Flores is someone who is studying STEM and engineering with a minor in Asian American studies. He hopes to be aspiring lawyer that can help our fellow Kababayans in the in the topic of immigration and without further ado i welcome you to the stage miguel um mine is miguel paulo flores i'm currently um, a student here at the university of california davis um i'm an undergrad um i'm at the last year of my college uh, my pronouns is he, him, his, and I am a first-generation student. All right. Okay. Uh, so, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? So, um, I was born in Mandaluyong, Manila. My mom is Kapampangan, and my dad is Visayan. My dad went to uh, Manila to look for a job, and that's where my mom and dad met. I spent most of my childhood in Cavite. And then in March 23rd of 2010, my family, including my mom, I and my younger brother moved here to Hawaii. Um, we have, we already have relatives, close relatives that are already living in Hawaii. Um, so it, it wasn't really a big adjustment for us in terms of, you know, having connections because we already have family there. Ever since I moved to Hawaii, I never felt more connected to my Filipino culture. The ways I kind of uh, reminisce or sticking to my roots is, you know, consuming Filipino entertainment, uh, cooking Filipino dishes, you know, keeping up with Filipino news. But right now, I'm based in California, where I'm currently finishing my last year in college, I'm interning at the state capitol as a legislative intern for the UC Center Sacramento. And I'll be graduating in June with a degree in science and technology studies and a um, minor in Asian American studies. And to get to know you a little bit, what are some of your favorite Filipino dishes that you like to cook? Oh, that's a tough question. I think the easiest one that I can do is, you know, Filipino adobo. It only needs really little ingredients. You know, you only need soy sauce, vinegar, some either pork or chicken. Um, that's the easiest Filipino dish. And it's also, it's also a comfort food. Um, you know, here in California, especially where I'm at right now, I'm in Davis, no Filipino markets nearby. Um, and, you know, being adobo, it's kind of like the, the staple of uh, Filipino cuisine. Um, soy sauce vinegar you know some type of like chicken or pork uh meat uh, it, it definitely you know uh, reminds me of home 
or if I'm craving something. You mentioned that in Davis, a lot of Filipino stores, but do you run into any Filipino communities when you're there? Um, yeah, actually in uh, at UC Davis, there's a, a huge population of um, Asian American students and a huge chunk of those population is Filipino. Here at UC Davis, there's a lot of Filipino organizations, uh, student communities who are, you know, specific to uh, a kind of major. Let's say you're in engineering, there's a, uh, a club for Filipino engineers or if you're in liberal arts, there's a club for Filipinos who are in liberal arts an enclave of Filipino organizations here at UC Davis. And I'm connected to those part of Lucent Center for Filipino Study, where last year I was part of research work where we um, interview uh, first generation Filipino Americans living here in California. And, you know, these Filipino Americans are involved in the uh, farming. Uh, a lot of these Filipino first generation Filipino Americans that Correct me if I'm wrong. And back mm-hmm. back in the 70s, you know, there's a huge influx mm-hmm. of Filipino immigrants that comes here in California to pick plant produce. Um, so that was my involvement last year. And then I, I got I get to know the 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 locals to mm-hmm. uh, Filipino American locals here in California. Um, that was a great opportunity for me. Davis is it's a huge campus. Uh, over thirty thousand students are here. Huge population of Filipino Americans are currently studying here. Can I say that you moving to California was an eye opening experience for you when it comes to our Quino community? When I was in Hawaii, I didn't really get to have that eye-opening moment in terms of having such a great appreciation for Filipino culture. Um, But once I get out of that small bubble, that small island, that's when, you know, I have this great realization, oh, there's there's something more to um, Filipino culture other than, you know, eating balut, you know, cooking Filipino dishes, talking the language. There's, There's definitely... When I moved here in California to pursue my undergrad studies, I definitely had that eye-opening experience in terms of setting myself apart from other people because I, my parents instill, instill values and morals that are uniquely specific, you know, from my, my culture, Filipino culture. And that's, you know, longing for, especially when you're far away from home, you don't have the comfort of everything. And that's when, that's the time when you start to realize, you know, Philippine more than my ethnicity. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's values, morals, it's culture, it's tradition. That's actually a good transition and segue to what I'm going to talk about next. And as mentioned so many times, for you, someone who is studying science and technology and Asian American study. How do you want to give back to our community with drink? Um, I can go on a tangent. <laughs> my <laughs> my my major is you know very broad. I can go in different career paths, but I'm I'm I, I want to pursue law school, mm-hmm. um, and eventually give back to the community. I think my my great interest right now is you know immigration. Um, first generation uh, education policies. Um, I think those are the common things that pertains to Filipino Americans here uh, in terms of immigration. Um, many fi- Filipinos migrate from the Philippines to here, uh, United States, to look for better opportunities. Um, 
and uh, first-generation students are coming here without any knowledge of, you know, navigating through the university system. So, um, hopefully, in the future, if I become a lawyer, be able to give back to my community, uh, share my knowledge and experiences to our Filipino American community here. I think that's really an awesome start that you have in mind so far because when it comes to our generation, I truly believe that there are many of us, many of our younger generation who do have that sense of trying to understand who they are because who they are in, in terms of their culture. And because of how globally social media is rising, that's the only platform that they see. And most of the things they see are stereotypes and stigmas that they're trying to, it's funny to them, but there's a more me. Yeah, I, I get your point. Yeah, especially now, you know, we are very interconnected in terms of technology and I know a lot of perspectives, a lot of our own personal perspective are influenced by, you know, the trends in social media, what we see on the news. Social media is also, you know, a great tool to communicate here and abroad and back to the Philippines. There's a, there's a certain point where social media can be negative in the sense that you base your standards on the things that you see online. So for you, um, what does it mean to reclaim your Filipino identity? Reclaiming Filipino identity, you know, the word reclaiming, it's, it's you know, taking what is yours and ownership of it. Being Filipino, uh, first-generation Filipino student, I definitely have that, especially being educated here in the United States. A lot of my, you know, perspectives are being influenced uh, by the, you know, Western education. But the people around me, personally, I think there there isn't you know an evolving definition of you know Filipino identity. When I think of identity again. I think about you know what is my culture, what is my values, my moral. I think it's a, as I said before, it's you know it's more than the the language. Uh, it's there's no such thing as calling someone oh how Filipino are you? Can you even speak the language? Different ways and you know expressing expressing and reclaiming your Filipino identity. And there, there is a sense of empowerment in terms of, you know, the act of reclaiming what is yours. Filipinos colonized by the Spanish for a very long time, and then the Japanese and the Americans. And then along the way, there, there is a, now a movement of reclaiming Filipino identity, um, recognizing the Ibayan, recognizing the our, our tribal roots. So there is definitely, you know, a movement towards reclaiming, you know, true Filipino identity. And then the, the challenge that we take on now, how are we going to preserve that identity with all the perspectives and influences from social media? How are we going to, are we going to preserve that identity? Yes, I honestly, the phrase itself, reclaiming Filipino identity goes a long way. And I feel like before we can redefine Filipino, like what you mentioned, we need to be able to know what is our identity because there is a certain like what you mentioned a sense of loss of the the culture itself like people have a hard time trying to grasp like what what is being filipino is is it the is it our skin color is the way we are in 
terms of our careers are or those things we are living in that digital age and the more that we continue this dialogue the more that we're able to really claim reclaim our identity yeah yeah right now um there's there's always like a positive and negative side of social media and i think the positive side of social media now is bringing light into the filipino culture there's a trend now right mm -hmm. many outsiders look at filipino cuisine as something you know trendy um you'll see if you scroll to your facebook you'll see a lot of uh, videos or recipes about you know filipino cuisine um the history of filipino um colonization i think the, the, there is positive side there you know, our ways is being highlighted into the world stage. Now would be a good time to do a commercial break. And we're back. Especially, you know, in social media, it's bringing light into the, the Filipino culture and tradition, you know, our ways. If you scroll through your Facebook, you'll see, you know, Filipino, uh, Filipino recipes, Fil Filipino videos, Filipino entertainment. So there's definitely a positive side to social media and it's gaining momentum right now, um, especially, you know, with the innovation and technology. Just to echo what you said, like, there's even a page on Facebook that's gathering all of the community together, like, is one that is reaching out to a lot of the generations. Yeah, I, 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 I'm also part of that, that page. I think that's a great way of um, putting satire on, you know, the the upbringing that we had as a mm -hmm. as a as a Filipino kid, um, subtle Filipino traits definitely highlight that part of us, because we are such a unique part of the Asian American community. You know, we're we're uh, one of the Filipino authors. We're we're the Latinos of Asia. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's you know we're definitely a unique unique part of that community, Asian American community. To bounce off that. Um, one of the things that I got from the book Latinos of Asia is that Filipinos are one of the most authentic ethnic race out there. Like, no one like Filipinos. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because our history, you know, it's it's a combination of, you know, colonization, um, traveling, exploration, you know, building our language from the ground up. Um, it's a culmination of different, different, different cultures, and it, 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 it comes to this is the Filipino culture. This is what we have, and um, yeah, we, we stand out from the rest because we 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 have a rich history. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, right now, um, as you are finishing the semester with your degree. Um, are you involved outside of academics besides um, UC Davis? Any Filipino communities out in California? Um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm uh, enrolled in a course, but I'm definitely monitoring the, um, the Filipino Americans here in California. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of legislations and um, here in California that are taking into effect, and it's greatly impacting the Filipino American community here um, in California. Um, uh, 
I would assume also the same, you know, in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Hawaii has a huge, huge Filipino mm -hmm. community. Um, and I think everyone can be a part of that, uh, part of that monitoring, monetization of, you know, what is happening around you. I think being aware of what is around you is also a great way of being engaged into the community that you are in. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned before, I was part of the Belosan Center for Filipino Studies. Mm -hmm. and, and it's more than research work. It's actually take, it's actually analyzing what is, you know, what is happening with our laws now and how is that affecting um, the Filipino American community here in California. So, um, are you currently part of Bolasan Center as of right now, or? Um, no, I'm not currently. I'm not doing any work as of right now for the Bolasan Center. Um, no, not right now. Okay. Um, so, if ten years late, uh, ten years later. If you could tell yourself something, what would you give yourself? Um, what, what message would you give to yourself 10 years later? Oh, 10 years later. That is a good question. <laughs> um, or let, let, let us change it to five years instead. No, let, let, let me think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, that definitely, you know, over the past few years, it, it's definitely a learning experience for me as a, you know, as a first generation student, because I had no one to um, refer to in terms of navigating the educational system here in the United States. Um, all I can say is, you know, being able to be proud of you, who you are mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to speak up, <laughs> especially, you know, if you feel intimidated, there are other people who also feels the same way. And I think your voice matters um, as much as others, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, use your voice. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself for what is right. Um, use your resources, use your connections. Um, I think, I think, you know, I wouldn't be here today if I, you know, I don't make connections. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's hard, it's hard for Filipino generation, the Filipino uh, first generation students uh, to have the connection, especially, you know, I'm, you know, if you're, if you're going to school mm -hmm. far away from home, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, definitely looking back you know, four years ago, as a freshman student in college, I definitely had, you know, hardships uh, where, where I was at the brink of, you know, dropping out of school because um, of all the workload, because no one, no one told me what to expect. And I, I kind of just blindingly go to college because it's, a, it's, it's what my parents want and plus, mm -hmm. Plus, it's you know, it's it, it's it's a good thing. It's it's 
uh, how do you say, how do you say this? It's kind of like the expectations mm-hmm. for um, for, Fil- for Filipino yes. um, to go to college, and I, I think you know that is the American dream to have being educated here and being able to help your family after. Mm-hmm. I love how you brought up the American dream because I have been actually on the in the process of creating a narrative about it and to changing how people view the American dream because when people say American dream um, especially our Filipino community they think about um, supporting our family supporting um, moving a better life than what where we were in the Philippines and how I personally see it to now um, is I see the American dream as in our Filipino diaspora to use it as a way for us to really be able to reclaim what is ours and to use our voices, especially because there's certain stigmas that kind of says that Filipinos are set to go into a certain field. But if you see it in a different lighting that Filipinos, um, yes, it's okay to go to the medical field. Yes, it's okay to be in engineering, account, a business, and art industry. Most especially because um, when it comes to all the different uh, majors that you go into college, those truly help build that American dream. It's a way to build a pathway for Filipinos to to say who they are because we were colonized but we want to bridge away from just that, just being colonized we want to we want to bring back what was originally was used to be yeah definitely i i, I love your point about you know the american dream and um, coming here in the United States, having a better life. Um, it's it, you know every every Filipino. If you ask someone, you know, in the Philippines, would you rather you know go to the, you know stay here or go to the uh, United States? And most of the time, they will say yes. I would like to go to the United States to seek for a better life. And you know the the, the downside now is you know many Filipinos are migrating here in the United States because you know. As, the current status of you know the Philippines right now it's very unstable economically, socially, uh, politically, um, and going here in the United States is a way of escaping that. Um, but they don't lose the sense of their identity in terms of being Americanized because they only go here to work. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're coming from and definitely have a point. Mm-hmm. And I guess to wrap things up in a way, now that we, now that I was able to see how would, what would you say to yourself 10 years from now, going back, do you imagine yourself 
um, being where you are right now when you were in high school? Oh, not definitely not. Um, in high school, I already had like a, a set my a set goal. Um, you know, when I go to college, I told myself, "Oh, I'm gonna be a computer engineer. I'll be uh, um, pursuing a career in information technologies. I'll be making a lot of money. I'll be helping my family. You know, there, there, there will be to all those listening. There will be, you know, a certain point in your life where everything's gonna change. There's that one moment where you have to reevaluate your your goals." and your future aspirations uh, because not everything is set and it's 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 constantly changing in terms of your environment your way of thinking um the way you interact with people the way your parents put expectations on you um yeah I, if if you're interviewing the miguel four years ago it'll be um way different and I wouldn't expect him to be the Miguel right now that you're talking to but yeah definitely a lot changed um it wouldn't be uh, it, the Miguel right now wouldn't expect I think you know we're, we're definitely right now with the situation we're living in a different time and uh, constant adjustment um and there's a lot of negative sentiments towards, you know, Asian Americans, especially mm. with the, you know, the, the virus, COVID-19, and there's a lot of discrimination. Um, all I can say, I hope we can get through this. Mm -hmm. um, we should be kind to one another, um, appreciate differences, similarities. Uh, we, we need it more than ever. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much. Uh, I really uh, enjoyed hearing your story. And I feel like you be one of the great leaders out there in California um, with your work and with what's to come. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, thank you for having me, for organizing this um, podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. I know there's a lot of Filipinos out there who uh, who's willing to share their stories, I encourage you to do so. I know there's a lot of people who will be able to relate to you. Um, if you're listening, keep doing what you're doing. Um, reclaim your identity, reclaim your Filipino ident identity. Um, and good luck to all the future endeavors that you may have. Thank you so much. And I uh, just wanted to uh, give you a resource because um, I think this book would be a good uh, another good uh, thing for you, especially hearing your story. Cool. Uh, feel free to reach out again. I want to do this again. If you want to reach out to, definitely. I, I enjoyed having this podcast and be able to share my stories to everyone. Again, agyama nakinyayo amin na dingdingginyo dati na podcast. I am very honored and grateful for having Miguel on today for episode 14. I just want to reiterate something that he said about when it comes to our culture, when it comes to reclaiming our identity, it is what is ours. And don't worry if you feel as if when 
it comes to our cultural identity, it's okay to be lost. And it's okay if you don't understand who you are. Just continue to reach out to those community, especially because Filipino are one of the most friendly and accepting and they will never let you down. So as a fellow Kasama, I just wanted to say I hope you guys are having a great day, great night, great afternoon and please share this podcast to your friends, family and to anyone around you. Uh, if you want to stay in contact with me, follow me at Reclaiming Philippines Identity. And if you are based in Hawaii, please DM me on my Instagram if you want to be featured on a, on a story because I am very excited to hear um, the stories of our Filipino Americans in Hawaii. And as always, stay safe and kita kids for the next episode. I wonder who it would be.